Welcome to the TJTV Podcast, episode 177. Now guys, I did mess up the number, but mistakes happen. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the urban legends of my summer house. Now guys, there are many urban legends like floating around the Pennsylvania area, but you know, we're going to stick with the urban legends that I know. Also, if you're new, look at me on Spotify and Google Podcasts, subscribe on there, and go follow me on all my other social media accounts, which is YouTube, TJ's Vlogs, and TJTV on Facebook.com. Go follow me on Twitter, TJGX5, TGleason22 on Instagram. And uh, that's really it, guys. So hope you enjoy the podcast. And uh, we're going to talk about the three urban legends that have been floating around. Let's get it, everybody. All right, guys. Welcome to the podcast. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about urban legends of my summer house. Now, when I was growing up, there were about three urban legends where I pretty much live at. (laughs) And you have many urban legends in this like world. So you have the Jersey Devil, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, pretty much the three main ones that everyone hears about when they're kids. But these three, I doubt no one, and I mean nobody, has heard these urban legends. Now, I was always told these urban legends as a kid, and they were pretty much just to scare me, essentially. So, we're going to be talking about the three most scary urban legends that would scare everybody as a kid at my summer house. You have Bloody Bones, The Floating Hand, and Injin Joe, aka Indian Joe. And pretty much, it's going to be like a scary episode because, guys, next Monday I'm going up there for a week to spend, and I need something to do while I'm up there. So I'm going to talk to you guys about the three urban legends. So let's start off with the first urban legend. Bloody Bones and the Floating Hand. The reason I'm talking about those two is because they are very similar in many different ways. The Floating Hand and Bloody Bones, they were two logging workers back in the 1800s. And one of them was named Bobby and the other one was named Jim. So they're at a bar. And and Bobby and Jim got into a big bar fight over a woman. So Jim is the Floating Hand, Bobby is Bloody Bones. You get the whole story. So anyways... They start getting into a bar fight. Bobby somehow gets a meat cleaver from the bartender. Punches Jim in the face, knocks him out. Takes the meat cleaver, cuts his hand off. So Jim is, as the hand gets cut off, Jim's just bleeding out completely. So Bobby takes his hand, runs into the Delaware River throws it in the river. His hand is never seen again. Bobby then goes to jail for murder and Jim's just dead. So 
at this point, Bobby's in jail, and he's just, you know, frazzled. He has blood all over himself because of what he did to Jim. Then Bobby gets the shit kicked out of him. Literally, he gets so messed up. He's bloody from head to toe. So after that, the guards in jail take Bobby's body and they throw him in the river. Never to be seen again. Fast forward a few months, years later, there are bones discovered and they're bloody. Bloody bones are discovered all on the campsite where I stay at every summer. Legend says Bloody Bones comes out seeking revenge on that campsite. Let me fast forward into a little bit of a little, or rewind into a little bit of a backstory. Jim and Bobby were loggers, and they stayed at a logging hotel. Back in the 1900s, we had a logging hotel. My family did. And this is all a true story. I'm not even, I'm not milking it for the podcast, but we owned a logging hotel. And this logging hotel pretty much is where all my family stayed at, and loggers would come down. But then the big flood of 1955 took the logging hotel down, so now we have our own land. So in any event, we're going to fast forward. Bloody Bones walks on my campsite every night at 12, 12 a.m. He walks on our campsite seeking revenge for the guys who killed him at the Phillipsburg Jail, Warren County Prison. So as he stalks the night, looking for the murderers who killed him. You then see the floating hand. The floating hand is looking for bloody bones. And legend has it, the floating hand floats throughout the whole campsite. Goes from house to house, searching for Bobby. Some say they've seen the floating hand at night. Some say they'll wake up getting strangled by something. Some say they've been slapped. And some say that he pumps the water from our old pump that's approximately 100 yards from where my house is. He pumps it for water to get people's attention. Bloody bones and the floating hand are still out there. I personally haven't seen them, but I know that they're out there stalking the night. The legend with Bloody Bones, he walked in my house one time. I wake up one morning, there's footprints that look like skeletons. Skeleton footprints walking through my house blood everywhere. There's blood on the door. There's blood on the walls. 
That's the only time I've ever seen bloody residue throughout my whole entire life. Some say when they're look when they're searching up Camp Harryback, they're looking for their next prey. Some say they're just looking for each other. But I think that those two are making a plan and putting it together to come over and maybe either A, kill everybody, or B, plot their revenge on everybody who's done them wrong in the past. And that's what I think is going to happen. They're going to come the week I'm up there. And crazy shit's going to happen. Urban legend number three. Injun Joe. A.K.A. Indian Joe. Alright guys, here's the urban legend number three. Injun Joe. A.K.A. Indian Joe. Now... I met this guy, actually. I literally met this guy. Well, so I was told back in my summer house. So, pretty much, Injun Joe was an Indian. And I've always heard 20 different stories to this. So I've heard he actually was on the mountain one day and my Uncle Ed was just up there with everybody. Injun Joe got a bow and arrow and shot him in the butt. And Uncle Ed's running down the mountain jumping because he had an arrow stuck in, stuck in his butt and he didn't know how to get it out. Now, I think that was just a funny story to, you know, get a laugh out of all the kids. But I know the very... I know the scariest thing about Injun Joe. Injun Joe was pretty much an Indian. He lived by himself. He would, you know, go out, hunt for bear, deer, or humans. He was a cannibal. One time, these two kids walked up onto his property. They were hiking Cool Eddie. And if my family members know about Cool Eddie, we've hiked up this mountain many a time. So anyways, we hiked up this mountain. They heard rustling in the woods. They didn't know they didn't know what it was. As one of the kids walks, he hears a sound like a bone arrow getting wound up and shot and it hits a tree they look over his one friend gets shot through the neck with a bow and arrow just seconds later as his friend is choking bleeding out Engine Joe comes out of the woods and says, Oh, what are you two doing here? 
on my land. This is my land. Everyone had to be punished. This one friend is shaking. His knees are knocking so hard. Engine Joe gets his knife, which is a big, one of those big knives that like people in the army or the navy would have. Engine Joe takes his hair cuts his head off. Her bodies are never seen ever again. But there are bones that are found on Kuwaiti years later. Police reports have actually found that it's been the missing boys that went hiking a few years ago and never came home. Another story of Engine Joe. He walked in my summer house one summer night at midnight I don't know why everything's about midnight but I was always told around midnight that's when all the crazy urban legends of my uh, summer house come out but in any event Injun Joe comes out at midnight his feet are bloody he's walking around he has bloody bloody feet everyone wakes up the next morning He's searching for food or whatever, doesn't find anything, but he leaves. Everyone thought it was bloody bones. But no one thought it was Engine Joe. Because these feet were human and they were big. They didn't look like any skeletons they've ever seen before. Now Engine Joe is out there stalking looking some say he just is there just to hunt for deer food and whatnot others say he's here to find his next prey Injun Joe a cannibal and an Indian Who will be his next victim and what's going to happen all right guys this is going to be a fourth urban legend kind of like a bonus and this is an actual true story that happened to my aunt not too long ago so i want to say this happened in the dead of winter of 08 so my summer house pretty much was a old logging hotel before and Essentially, what happened at this place, there was a water pump that was just always there. And in the summertime, there's really no one that lives around my place. There's maybe two people. My aunt who lives there by her, or with her uh, husband. So my aunt and uncle live there. And my uncle Jim, who lived up in the mountain by my aunt Glow's house. So... Around this time, it's freezing cold out, there's snow on the ground, and it's just mayhem. My one aunt, Aunt Cheryl, is driving to work in wintertime. It is six, I think she said it was like 6 a.m. in the morning. So for, for what we know, it's only 6 a.m. in the morning. And at this point, 
she looks over and she sees a girl with black hair couldn't be any more than maybe 10 years old but a little girl with black hair in a t-shirt and shorts and she is just standing right by the water pump she calls my uncle Jim says Jim there's a little girl down by the water pump can you go check it out now my uncle Jim in the winter time he doesn't really work he works at a golf course and he pretty much has the winters off so in the winter time he was up early whatever he walks down to the water pump he's looking around for his little girl doesn't see her anywhere goes down to the water pump, down towards our house, down toward my Aunt Flossie's, down to Aunt Arlene's house, down to the river, down to the cabin. He's searching all around for this little girl. He circles back once again to the water pump. He sees a red rubber ball, like a kickball you would see in one of those old TV shows. He sees a rubber ball bounce down from the mountain, bum 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 bum, and rolls to his feet. Now, like I said in the beginning of this episode, where my summer house was, it was an old logging hotel. Loggers would come down from the river every, I want to say like every day or every other day, and they would just stay at the hotel. Now, in 1955, there was a big flood. It was a hurricane. This is one of the most deadliest floods that have ever existed in the history of being up there. The flood took down a logging hotel. The flood took a bridge from Portland. Not Portland, Oregon, but it took a bridge from Portland. This flood was so dangerous, it killed a lot of people. And it possibly, the, the count could have been as high as maybe 100 to 200 people. It could be even more. I'm not entirely sure about the big flood of 1955, but I know it killed a lot of people and took a couple houses down, took the logging hotel. I believe the little girl is still out there because I want to say in 2012 I was walking my dog. My dog woke me up at around 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm walking my dog, Max. And... I hear a little girl laughing. To me, I'm thinking, you know what, it's nothing. I don't really, you know, it's nothing to me. I don't really care, whatever. I'm hearing things because I'm tired. I hear the little girl laugh again. My dog looks back, and I look back, and I run in the house because I'm so freaked out. I believe the little girl's still out there. I mean, I want to say three, four weeks ago in the dark, I looked over where the water pump was. Because we still have the water pump, believe it or not. But anyways, I looked over where the water pump was. And I see a silhouette of a girl there. And I didn't tell Tori that because I didn't want to, like, freak her out or make her think I'm fucking nuts. But I see a silhouette of a girl just watching us the pitch black of night. I believe the little girl's still out there. 
I believe she just appears when she wants to be seen. But I did ask my Aunt Cheryl, I said, what kind of clothing was she in? And she said a normal t-shirt and jeans. But to make the story, the story is so weird because we do have a trailer park near us, but there was no little girl with black hair. And there is a town right across the road, but I don't think a little girl will be standing in the dead of winter. There are no cars on the road and nobody around. I don't know. I'm still kind of skeptical about everything. And I do get scared being up there by myself. I believe up Camp Hurryback is haunted. There are some good spirits and there are some bad spirits. I've had a few people in my life die there peacefully. We've had a few people that died in a flood. And I believe that whole place is filled with a bunch of spirits. So maybe when I go up there for a week, we will all know what's going to happen. Hell, I don't know. But, uh, those are the urban legends that I'm going to stick with. So we're going to take a little break and we'll be back in a couple seconds. Alright guys, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, make sure you subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. So, this Friday we were having a guest on my podcast. This is the second guest for the new platform that I'm doing. And his name is Tom Saddam. Um... He is a music. He's musically like talented. He's an artist. He makes his own music. He actually goes on Instagram Live every day. I don't want to tease too much about him, but uh, me and him are doing a documentary. I'm going to film a documentary about his life. It's probably going to be a 30, 40 minute documentary, and we are going to interview him this week. So, yeah. <laughs> Also, um, this was the Urban Legend, uh, pretty much series of the podcast, so if, tell me what you guys like about these Urban Legends, if you like them, if you don't, I'm going to post all my shit on uh, social media. Also, I do want to do more stuff about Urban Legends and aliens, ghost stories and stuff, and we may do that next week, so here's some things to look forward to. You have an interview this week, Friday. Then you have one episode on Monday. I'll probably just either recap the weekend or talk about a ghost story. So that's going to be on Monday. Then I'm taking the whole rest of the week off. Then you got me for two more weeks in September. Then we're taking a two-week break. So no episodes, no podcasts, no videos, no nothing. So those are the things to look forward. So you got me for one episode Friday, one episode Monday, and you got me the first week of September, the full first week, 
then you got me the full second week of September. Then the last two, three weeks of September, I'll be gone for two weeks. And then I'll be back in October and we're going to be inching up to our 200th episode. And the 200th episode, I'm going to try to make it a special, special episode. I want to try to get a guest on my 200th episode. I'm trying really hard for one guest and trying to push it out. But, uh, guys, that's really it. So, I'm done for today, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I will be back on Friday for the guests. And, uh, that's it. Peace out, everybody. Hope you enjoy your Wednesday. And, uh, also go look at TJ's Vlogs on YouTube. We have a new episode coming out tomorrow. And, um, yeah. So, peace out, everybody. Have a good one.